Welcome to Conversations Across the Lake with Megan Melissa, a podcast that dives deep below the surface of the self-help world. We are two friends here to create a community of unconditional self-acceptance and love. Join our fun, intuitive conversations as we get curious about our connections with others, and most importantly, the one we have with ourselves. Let's get vulnerable. Let's get vulnerable. Meg, what is up? Oh my God. Hi, girl. We are doing this. We are recording our first podcast. Literally, how long have we been talking about this? I know for myself personally, years, but then the two of us, mm-hmm. it just kind of came together. So I know, I know. Organically, the winter, I can say that it was conceived, our <laughs> podcast baby, <laughs> in the winter of 2020. Conception happened. <laughs> I know. And I just am so grateful because this is something that, yes, I've always wanted to do, but when it got down to it, I didn't want to do it by myself. I didn't want to do it alone. And not only that, it just would have, it wouldn't have been as much fun. And right. And that's part of the reason why we wanted to do this is to bring a little fun to this self-help world. And I know for myself, I have really, I've gone down a lot of rabbit holes and right in the self-help and there's just so many layers and I've been in some really serious serious times in my life. And now it's like, let's just have fun. Let's enjoy. Yes, of course, the work never ends, but let's throw some more fun in there too. Our goal, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about uh, some of our goals for this podcast, um, is to keep things fun um, and to, yeah, just keep it light. I mean, I know we can definitely, we're going to definitely get some, we're going to go deep on some topics, just like we say in our intro, um, diving Mm -hmm. below the surface, but allowing this to be a space of creativity and, you know, acceptance is yeah, what everybody needs right now. So, exactly. so that's why bringing in that realness, the realness, the realness. And you and I have had conversations. The reason that conversations across the lake even exist is because you and I do have these conversations all the time, you know, and most of the time we're across the lake from each other. Okay. So Melissa, you're in West Michigan. Yep. And you're in Chicago. Yep. And yeah, we are literally across the lake and we both just have this love and affinity for the water. And I don't know when it started. I mean, years ago, I've known you now for at least what, almost four years. And yeah. it was like the second we met, it was like, ah, <laughs> our bonding um, of the lake um, amongst many other things. But um, it kind yeah. of became a joke that Every time I go out to the beach, I, I always say like, I'm going to wave at you, Melissa, from across, <laughs> across the lake. So, so that's, exactly. how, that's how it all began. Um, Conversations across the lake. So we will be having <laughs> many, many more, um, you know, adding in guests and really just wanting to know what you all want to hear as well. So I think we're going to get a sort of vibe for this show and, you know, what really resonates with all of you. and. Yeah, we just want to keep it flowing, keep it really organic, keep it lighthearted. But yet also, this is a space where um, we can talk about the real things and how they sort of translate to our real life. You know, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And we're excited. We have a lot of great guests lined up. Um, and then Melissa and I will be having some, you know, intuitive conversations amongst ourselves. And like Melissa said, like, this is a community. So we want to hear from you guys. We hope that you will 
save this podcast and stay tuned for more in the future. Today, we're going to we're gonna dive in and have our first conversation together and just kind of inform you guys a little bit about us um, and how the podcast is going to work. And we're so excited to do that. So, um, yes. yeah. So, Meg, on that note, would you like to start us off and just kind of share a little bit about your story, your journey? Who are you? Right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> In of course. about two and a half minutes, go. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember our tagline to be vulnerable, and I'm going to try to be as vulnerable as I can. But I'm also going to give you all the clip notes because I think that you're going to see as we keep recording these episodes, you're going to get to know Melissa and I really well. I'll kind of go back to when I started figuring out, you know, taking care of myself, self-care. And I think the first time, and I didn't even really recognize that at the time, I'm sure a lot of people can rec- can relate to this. But um, honestly, I think the first time I kind of started noticing things not aligning with myself was college, um, probably even a little bit in the high school. And for me, it was dealing with severe anxiety. And, um, at the time I didn't even know how to label it. Um, you know, I knew that I was stressed. I had a lot on my plate. I was working and going to college full time and, you know, just had a lot to deal with away from home, you know, not a great support system. So all of those things, but I did finally start to see the way that anxiety can really take a toll on your body and, you know, had panic attacks, like, almost sent myself to the hospital once or twice because I just didn't understand what was going on. But I kind of just pushed through, you know, and I would have my job and work nine to five and meet somebody and settle down. Like it would all, all of the anxiety would go away. So I did. I graduated college, moved to Chicago, which was a big move for me coming from, you know, a small school in Texas and then, you know, growing up in a small town. So going to Chicago was my my dream. And so I did do that. I got a job. Um, I actually moved with who is now my husband, Robert, but we moved together. And that was kind of a big risk at the time, for sure. Any of my family listening will remember those times when they were like, you guys are crazy. (laughs) But that was 14 years ago. So that part did work out really well. Um, So I just thought, you know, I'm going to get the job for me at the time I was an interior designer. So I got the design job. I thought I was happy. Um, I on paper, everything was checking the boxes. I had a lot of activities in my life, even like thinking about it now. Um, I don't know that I'd ever felt lonelier, which is so weird to say, because I moved to a city with a million people and had a bunch of friends and, you know, a future husband felt so lonely. Like it was just the, the darkest I could possibly feel. And I didn't know how to deal with that. So twenties, you deal with it with, you know, partying and escaping and just not dealing with it until the point where something in me broke and I just could not live that life anymore. And that's kind of when I met you, Melissa, along that journey, I had to um, really, really take a step back. And, you know, for me, probably hit definitely somewhat of a rock bottom and rebound from that. And when I did make the decision to put myself first and to take care of myself and you were you were there with me the day that mm. I actually realized that I didn't love myself, which is, um, it was, yeah, it wasn't something I even realized. But when we were talking about it in this group situation we were in, I realized I don't love myself and I don't even think I know myself anymore. That was the other thing that kind of came through later. And so from that point on, it was a long journey to reconnect with myself and figure out what really makes me happy. And also surrounding myself with the right people. For me, it was a little bit of a job 
shift. Anybody that knows me in real life knows that I'm actually not full-time in the wellness world yet. I love dabbling in this world, but I'm a full-time realtor. Um, And it's a job that I love. I love being around people. I love the relationships that comes with it. I love being able to help people in such a sensitive and, you know, stressful time where I feel like I, you know, can be grounded for them and really help them. But to be able to do any of that, I need to be able to take care of myself first. And for me, that's, that's finding my, you know, we'll talk about routines a little bit later, but making sure I do at least some of my morning routine, make sure I have time for myself, you know, doing the things I love to do, whether it's painting or riding horses, like I need some of those activities to be able to be my best self to go forward for the rest. So I think that's kind of it in a cliff notes of how I got here and how I really made um, self-care and self-love and wellness like a four, like a primary thing in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of my story. Oh, so, my God, I love you so much. I love hearing you <laughs> tell your story. I could just listen to you talk all day long. <laughs> um, and of course, so, so much of that resonates. Um, with myself as well. But I think just for all of our listeners too, I mean, what I got from that is you really took the time to know yourself mm-hmm. and we have to go through those dark places and we have to go through some of the really, really tough shit to realize, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. This is what I want, right? This is what I am. Yeah. And so that's the big, another big reason for this podcast is so not so we can sit here and tell you what to do or, oh, we did this. So follow our footsteps. It's like, no, right. we want to inspire you to find your own way and know yourself. Yeah. And yeah, we talk, so. Melissa, we talk about it all the time. I mean, this is, this is a journey that we, we both admit that we will be doing the rest of our life. So it does get better and things get easier, but it's, we always say there's no graduation. <laughs> there's no graduation. <laughs> No diploma for you. No diplomas for us. Just, but there is hope, and there's. I mean, I I have witnessed you change so much in your life, and I've only gotten to be a part of a part of your life. Seeing you from when I met you to the woman you are now, like there's a huge difference. And and I I'm so in awe of you. So, oh Meg. And having said that, so how about you? Let Let's hear your quick notes. <laughs> Cliff story, Melissa. No, all right. Um, So I think I'll start a little further back in my story as a child, and I guess the reason for that is because I've always been a perfectionist, and I've always been um, very anxious as well. Meg, I know you talked about anxiety, and that's something that we, you know, we kind of bonded over. And especially now, I think so many people are plagued with mental illness of some kind, and for me, it was definitely the anxiety piece. And even as a child, I would remember I would always have stomach aches and I would be sick. And every time I was away from home, the anxiety came through very physically for me, even at a very young age as a typical firstborn as well. Um, you know, I think just by nature, parents put expectations on a firstborn that aren't there with the other children. And I know for myself, I mean, I don't blame my parents, but yeah, I put, I put all that on myself. I was so hard on myself. I mean, even at such a young age and I would compare my bodies to my friends in my second grade class. And it was just like, looking back at that little girl, she was so sad and she was so ashamed already of who she was. And so that just kind of translated as of course, like growing into teenage years and into adulthood. And 
I just got a lot better at hiding, right? Hiding the shame and the insecurities and all the things and wore a lot of masks, right? And of course, nowadays, um, we talk a lot about, you know, wearing mat, literal masks, but I've been wearing a mask for, you know, what I'm 36 now. So probably 34 years out of my life, 24 seven, you know, just finally starting to peel it off at about, you know, late twenties, maybe 30. And that's when I would say I had my rock bottom when I went through a divorce and I quit a job that I had had for 10 years, a very stable, secure, well-paying job, sold our house. You know, I went back to school. Um, I realized that this life I'd created, I had done all the things. I had checked all the boxes. I had done everything right, everything perfectly. I actually had an employer one time we had in my interview, he said to me, like, you are perfect on paper. Like, and I took so much pride in that. And I was like, good. So now no one can question me. No one can judge me or no one can, you know, have these different expectations. Like my parents are divorced. And that was a big issue for me growing up in a very conservative area. None of my friends had divorced parents. And I felt like that was probably the first thing I really overcompensated for. But then of course, I just found my own thing um, as I, as I grew into adulthood. So yeah, kind of going through doing all the things, checking off all the boxes. You know, I was on the track for sure. And then just realizing this is not, I have made all these decisions and I had no idea who I was while I was making these. And in that process, I hurt a lot of people, right? Um, you know, relationships were very strained, obviously hurting my then husband. Um, yeah, there was a lot of emotion that came with that. But then, you know, on the other side of that, it's like, I don't know if this came to me years later, but it, it really felt like I was a phoenix, right? Like rising from the ashes, like I was nothing. And I feel like as we continue this journey, like we still have times of it. Like I felt that way this past year, like, oh, I'm the phoenix again, like rising from this bullshit that's happening, right? <laughs> but yeah, once you realize like this is the journey, right? It doesn't ever end. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that we do the work and then everything just gets miraculously easy and everything's sunshine and rainbows. It's just, no, we learn the tools to better adapt and to flow with it and to learn. And so those cycles have gotten a lot more, they've gotten much more, more fast. Like I can get through them much more quickly. And it's because of the tools, because of the people like you that I can really, really be vulnerable with right, and be open with. And yes, we have the most fun in the world, but we, you're one of those people that I can just totally bear my soul to. So it's really important to have those people. And if you don't have those people necessarily at this point, again, that's why we created this podcast, because maybe you can get some of that through other avenues, even if you can't get it in person. And especially coming off of 2020 last year, um, there is a lot more of that. And we know that there is a need for community. So um, I guess, yeah, that's a little bit in a nutshell, um, my, my sort of past story and how I got here. So when I quit my job, um, it'll be three years ago, but I actually kind of started this business about five years ago. And it's been one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. Like my, actually, my dad just asked me, if you could go back and do it again, like, would you, you know, would you quit your job? Would you, you know, basically start the whole entrepreneurial self-employed life? And I was like, no, if I would have known how hard it was, I would have never done it. And that's complete honest truth. So I think there's a reason why we don't know, right? When we dive head first and you just know that it feels right that I'm supposed to do this. But if we really knew everything that it took, we would be like, 
no freaking way I'm not doing that. So yeah, it's been such a journey and I really appreciate you recognizing, I guess, the growth that I've had because there's been so many times, most of the time where I just felt like I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I'm just, you know, just not quitting basically. It's like, just don't quit. Just don't give up. And finally, after five years, I have found what I'm supposed to do in the world. Like I have found my purpose. I have found my ways of how I'm supposed to help people um, either one-on-one or through my writing or my teaching. I'm a yoga instructor and I really hate the term life coach, but I would consider myself more of a movement therapist and really helping people get into their bodies, you know, learn what it feels like to actually feel emotion. So as a person that's been so in my head all of my life, um, I recently had the realization that I've never really felt. I've just thought about my feelings and actually being embodied and being able to feel those feelings and move them out has been just the most profound thing I've ever learned. And so that is what I want to teach people to do and am teaching people to do. So I don't know. I feel good. Of course, you know, there are ups and downs and, you know, (laughs) you are like my little, my little therapist as well, Meg, you hear all the things, but um, it's just, it's been great. It really, at the end of the day, life is good. And no matter what you're going through, there's always something to be grateful for. And, um, you know, you're just, you're on this point in your path and you're never going to be at this point again. Right. And so just enjoy where you're at. Yeah. I don't know if that's my spiel. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love like that we're part of your journey for this too, because, you know, I, we talk about all the time. We do live the dream. Yeah. We get to, we get to record a podcast on a Thursday afternoon together and, you know, have fun. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of work that goes behind that and it is a give and take. And that's not the way it is going to be for everybody. But I would just, my advice too, is even the hard stuff, like you're going to learn shit from. So, mm-hmm. you know, just go along for the ride. It's scary to start things, but I think you just have to start somewhere. And that's your yeah. perfect example of that. I mean, mm-hmm. and you're, you're, and it, it's going to take shifting and growing. And I mean, I'm going through that right now too, you know, figuring out what is our place in this world, in this, this podcast. Mm-hmm. wellness spirituality world that yeah. we're entering into and you know and I think it we're in, we live in such a society that is very much black or white if we're not lining up with those boxes then we feel inadequate and mm-hmm. I think that we're here to tell all the listeners that you're not inadequate just because you don't want to have kids or you don't want to get married or you want to marry somebody that's the same sex or the opposite sex or whatever the fuck it is you want to do, do it, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. stop measuring yourself against other mm-hmm. people. It's so hard to do, of course, with social media and, you know, all that. And I know I work primarily with high school and college age uh, women in my in-person practice. And that's a big, you know, that's a big issue right now for all of us, even me as an adult woman who has done a lot of self-development work. I mean, I get caught up in that. So and we also don't want any listeners to compare either necessarily where, where we are, because I know I used to do that years ago. I would listen to these podcasts and these people who live these dream lives. And, you know, that's, again, the reason why we want to be so real is because, yes, it took a lot of work to get here. Yes. Like we said, we live our dream life. I literally create my schedule every single day, something that I've wanted to do for a decade. And so that's what we do want to also be open about is what it took to get there if that's something you want to do. And if not, you know, find your own way. But um, on that note, Meg, 
on this topic of having our dream life, like how <laughs> do you start your day? Or I guess, what are the things that are your, um, your must haves throughout the day to keep you yeah. feeling good? Well, I know, I know you and I both are big believers on this. And part of this was um, the coaching program we met on. But part of that was was setting up a morning routine. And at first, I was like, not excited about that. Like, Still a hater. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just, I hate like, you know, for me, I get really resentful of the nine to five or things that are like repetitive. But at the same time, as somebody that is self-employed and self-motivated, I need it. I mean, let's be honest, mm-hmm. I need some routine. So once I did get the routine in place, it's something I can't not do. And for me, um, because I don't like to follow the rules all the time, it is definitely a fluid well, routine. <laughs> it's definitely fluid. I mean, I have a couple staple practices that I touch base every day. So for me, um, my main two couple things is I um, do bioenergetics, which is like a, a movement form. We'll talk about it on this podcast at some point, but similar to yoga or you know, uh, Tai Chi or something like that. It's an energy movement for me, like Melissa was talking about releasing emotions. It's a really good practice to help get those emotions. I don't like to feel up and, and going. So I do that. Um, and then I sit and meditate for a few minutes and then usually journal. Um, sometimes I sketch, um, and then, Oh, the very, very, very first thing that I always do that I really, really try not to, even if I'm like, terribly hungover because I'm human or (laughs) if I'm just really tired or whatever I the only thing I really really never skip is I go for a walk with my dogs first thing in the morning and I don't Mm -hmm. take my cell phone I try not to even look at it it's just me and the girls we go out and we go for a walk and I have the same path I take every day and I see some of my favorite trees um I even name a couple of them It's really dorky, I know. But I live in the city, so you have to like take nature for as much as you can get it. And for me, my Mm -hmm. my morning routine, my morning walk as part of my routine is a staple. So those are the the few things I do pretty consistently. And then if I have some extra time, I will do like a, I like to do a a longer yoga practice. And then usually I work out after that, but that's kind of a bonus thing. But I, I work out two or three times a week and that helps as well. So I will, I will add to that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to read something. For me, I really believe to like keep it fluid and keep it changing. Mm-hmm. So yes. what about you? I love that. I love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so morning routine, same thing. The fluidity is just an absolute necessity. So as someone that I can get pretty stuck in the things I have to do, um, and feeling like, okay, I have to do everything all at one time. And if I don't do all of these things in this exact order, then my day is going to go to shit. And it's just, I've had to have a little more grace and a little more flexibility, especially times when work is really, really busy. And I don't have a lot of time in the morning. Like when I'm teaching early morning, you know, classes every day, you know, my morning routine, it, it gets shortened by a lot. Right. And that's Okay. It doesn't mean my day goes to shit if I only get like 20 minutes to myself in the morning, you know, and of course for the parents listening, you know, I know I don't have children, Meg, you don't have kids. So we have some of these luxuries maybe that other people at different stages don't have. So with that being said, um, for me, myself, my mornings are just my most favorite and cherished time of the day. And if I can, I like to schedule like literally three hours. Like I try not to schedule clients or classes or appointments before like nine o'clock. So I can have, um, yeah, about a solid three hours. And that works really, really well for me. Waking up, I like to kind of journal first thing, write down if there's any dreams I remember. 
and then reading something, just putting something good into my brain. It could be a book of poetry that I'm reading. It could be like a little devotional. T- it could be anything, just something really good for my brain. Help that subconscious just set the tone for the day. And then some days, I'm not going to lie, it's really, really hard to get out of bed. I really can't do anything else except just start breathing from my bed. So you talked about bioenergetics. Bioenergetics has absolutely changed my life. Um, we'll do a whole episode on it at one point. Even if I can't, I'm like, oh my God, I just can't do yoga or I can't go for a walk. Like I just start breathing in my bed and we'll talk about how to do it. But it's, it's basically charging your body with your own breath, with your own energy. And so after doing that for a few minutes, you know, then it's like, okay, all right, I can do this. And then once I'm up, then it's like, I either go for a, either a short walk or a long walk, depending on time, some sort of movement, whether it's just a couple sun salutations. Yeah. And maybe dance around to a song. Like it could just be something really, really short like that. And then at least a few minutes, bare minimum of meditation on a good morning, it'll be about 20. And then, yeah, just taking the time to, I'm trying to take the time to really get ready, even though I don't go to like an office. Well, I have an office, but it's just, it's really laid back. Right. And so I don't feel this pressure to have to like get dressed up every day anymore. So just doing things for myself. So I still feel good. You know, it's really important. That's part of the self-care. So yeah. And then I've learned too, that I don't have to do everything in the morning. I know Meg, we talked about this, how we might pick something and we'll do it in the middle of the day, or I like to check in and maybe do a short meditation in the afternoon or maybe a short walk at night, something like that. Like we don't have to do everything in the morning. And I think that's really helped me too, is having those sort of um, check-in points throughout the day. Yeah, that really helps. And then also starting the morning, the night before. So Mm -hmm. I know that if I go to bed too late or I don't do my little PM routine, or if I go to bed really disorganized or whatever that is, like I'm, it's it's just setting the tone for the next day. So yeah. Trying to be diligent about the PM routine as well. So, but yeah, the PM routine I love. And I think also for those who are struggling to start a morning routine or routine, you know, what, what's your favorite time of day? You know, I, who says it, we're saying morning routine and I know that's, what's always recommended, but again, we don't care what everybody says. It's what feels good. Mm -hmm. What works what for you? Works for you? Yeah. What can you be consistent with, and how can you just find some time to connect to with yourself? Because that's ultimately what it is. Yeah, such a good point. Like really checking in. Like, what do I need right now? And I'm trying yeah. to do that more on that note with food, right? Like, what do I really need? Like, you know, even when I get up, am I hungry? Am I really not hungry? You know. Yeah. So one last question. So this is something that we are going to ask each other, but then also all of our guests. Um, and I know. Meg, just like myself, but you're a huge book fan. Like you love to read, um, love to learn. So what are you currently reading? Actually pick the number one thing because I know you (laughs) and you have about like 15 books. I do. You've been to my, you've been to my condo enough, my apartment or what, even when I go, we go to like a retreat or something, I end up bringing like three books because I'm like, I have so much time to read. Seven (laughs) candles. Uh, yeah, so true. So, um, okay. So my book I'm going to pick right now, I am reading several, but the one that I'm reading that I'm really enjoying right now is my friend Mego. Actually, you know her, Melissa, my dear friend Mego got me this book called the witch of Portobello and it's by Paola 
Coheal. I'm just, I hope I didn't butcher that. We'll put the, sh- we'll put in the show notes, the book and author, but Paolo was also the writer of The Alchemist, if anybody's familiar with that book. So mm-hmm. this is another one of his books and it's so it's really feminine. Um, it's kind of about, so far I'm getting like kind of a lineage, kind of her background, but of course there's so many kind of layers and parables to it um, with the way he writes. So I really, really like it. And definitely, I'm going to actually, I'm going to pass it to you, Melissa, when I'm done. So it's, <laughs> that is on my book list. I, there's been so many books that you read. I'm like, I have to read that. So you give me so many. Good I'm thinking of you very often when I'm reading it. So I definitely, I, I do that with books. I'm like, oh, I know, I know this person would love this one, but this one I know mm. you would love. So it'll be, it'll be on your list next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what what about you? What are you reading right now? Yes. So on that note, um, you had given me this recommendation a few months back and I'm finally getting around to starting it. The book Breath by James mm-hmm. Nestor. So yeah, I think this past year, there's just there's been a theme in my life and that everything comes back to the breath. My work comes back to the breath, my my connection to myself, you know, everything ultimately comes back to our breath. And I know in yoga, um, our pranayama, our life force, I mean, everything depends on that. So this book is really great. I just started it. It does have a lot of kind of the science behind um, the breath. And I'm so excited to dive into it. And yeah, it's a good one. It's going to change your breathing. I mean, you're going to be, you You already have, I feel like, good breathing, but it's all about nose breathing. I'm really excited for this book. Um, so thank you so much, Meg. For of the course. Um, yeah. So I cannot believe, here we go, like episode one in the books. Episode one started. did it. And I just have to give a shout out. We would not be here without our amazing, amazing sound engineer, Jessica Gutierrez. Oh, girl, we love you. We love you, Jess, who has been here um, from the beginning. She magically came about when this happened. We're we're actually family. So it's kind of funny the way it happened. But I mean, I really, I, I think Melissa and I talk about, we really felt like it was all meant to be, which we got Jess on board. Um, and she is magically like editing everything we're we're saying and and making it sound good and doing all that so we're so grateful for Jess and to be able to create this and have our little podcast baby come to life (laughs) she's birthed baby she's She's, here (laughs) she's here she's here and yeah so just again to encourage you guys um the point of this podcast is obviously to connect with yourself and to help you do that. And it's Melissa and I here to are here to start the conversation. It's a community. So we want to know what you want to hear about. Subscribe and follow us so you can stay tuned. Um, we have some great episodes coming up. Um, so we're going to have a, a tarot episode, which so stay tuned for that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. We're going to um, talk about money. Um, we're going to talk, talk about, about intuition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of good stuff coming up and Yeah, so we're just going to stay inspired to keep having the conversations that you all want to listen to. So thank you so, so much for being here, for being a part of our journey. And see you across the lake, Meg. See you across the lake, Melissa. Bye. Bye.